welcome, 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 podcast listeners. You are here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. We are at episode number 276. I was looking at the page there and my brain just wasn't engaging at all. <laughs> what, think, what is numbers yeah like i know i i understand i can like this stuff makes sense but it's not working it's not coming out <laughs> the fa- it's like not coming out the face hole uh so it's number 276 with the fret talk podcast as you've heard it is mr matt quine say hi matt hi matt oh, every time just every time never change never change man Never change. We'll be doing this next tw- like twenty just to years. Say, this, this joke is this joke is five years old at this point, and it's still going strong. Oh shit! Like twenty fifth anniversary, it'll be still. <laughs> yeah. Who am I? Hi Matt. Hi Matt. Way. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. So, Fred Talk Podcast. Um, we are doing some talking today. Um, I, I don't think my brain's engaging. I'll be honest. I think, I think I might be tired. <laughs> So, okay, so it's the Fret Talk podcast. It is. It's the Fret Talk podcast. A, a Number two seventy six about frets. Indeed. Well, <laughs> fretted fretted things, isn't it? I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Um, because both me and my brother bought Christmas presents this week for each other, which happens to be the new Pokemon game. And oh, cool. The only way that I've been able to play it is waiting until my son goes to bed because he also wants to play it. So I've had to like wait for him to go to bed and then like do all of the editing for the videos that I've been doing. So I'm ending up starting to play at like 10 o'clock. So I'm burning the candle at both ends here. So if I am like rambly and just nonsensical, I do apologize. I'm being a massive man child and playing a game designed for seven year olds, but I'm loving it. So. Yeah, I mean, I can't say anything because I've asked my missus to buy me a Switch for Christmas so that I can play the new Pokemon game. <laughs> Indeed. Which one are you getting? Are you going for Scarlet or Violet? Uh, I'll probably go for Violet, but I'll probably actually play Let's Go Pikachu first just because I was a Pokemon Yellow player back in 2000. Probably not. Yeah, 2000, let's say 2001 was when I was playing it. Probably earlier than that, though, wasn't yeah. it? But yeah, so I, I want to have the nostalgia of seeing that, but in a 3D world, and then I will play one of the new games. Yeah, because it basically is, isn't it? It's basically uh, uh, RB, RBY kind of generation. But yeah, it's just already. crossed with, and, it, and it's just crossed with uh, Pokemon Go, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, you've got that weird look catch mechanic. Um, yes, yes. It's, it's one of the ones that I haven't played, and I really should, because like yourself like in 1998 when i was way back in <laughs> like kiddie school i i had a game boy and i caught all 150 not 151 because you needed to know a guy who knew a guy yeah you had to do the trade thing didn't you to get me to yeah yeah, yeah. mew yeah 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 sorry to get mute yeah 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 and, and actually one of my mates has just got and i, sh- I should get eevee because he's just got Pikachu, but I, there's no way I'm not getting Pikachu, which means that we'll both just find somebody else who's got EV so that we can, yeah, sort of. So I think there's like four exclusives on that that version. Yeah, if it's anything like the just, originals, it'll be like Bellsprout <laughs> and Voltpix yeah, and stuff like that. Bellsprout is one of them. Meowth is one of them. Yes, yes, and yeah. Yeah, I think Voltpix might be, and I can't remember. There's, there's another couple, but yeah, there's not many anyway. Yeah. 
I, I think we should probably veer away from Pokemon talk here a little bit. I mean, because... I, I was just going to mention you can trade them with your Pokemon Go app. So if you catch the Pokemon in Pokemon Go, you can transfer them over to Pokemon Let's Go. Shit, man, just just hit <laughs> hit me up. Like, even if you're if you're not there, I've got backups and backups and backups of all of them. So I'll hook you up. Sam. <laughs> Right. We'll sort that out when I come to Birmingham. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, it's like a proximity thing. Can we not do it over the internet? Surely there's no, an internet. You can't. Oh fuck it! Uh, unless I mean, possibly if you've both got the same VPN, you could connect to the same server, and maybe you could do it then. I'm not sure. I haven't tried that. <laughs> this is getting complex <laughs> for something that could easily be solved another way. Uh, <laughs> right. So yeah, number two seventy six fret talk podcast. We are doing. We're not talking about Pokemon the entire time. We, we'll talk some talk some standard stuff. <laughs> Can we do uh, a Pokemon podcast? <laughs> I think we probably could, you know. I think we probably could. Maybe maybe we'll do like a little bonus bonus po- Pokemon cast and see see how popular it is and kind of work it from there. <laughs> Once it gets zero listeners. That's <laughs> <laughs> it, minus listeners. How, how does that even work? <laughs> oh shit, man. So yeah, what have we been up to this week? Do you wanna do you wanna start us off? Have you have you done anything? Yeah, about? I mean, to be fair, so we're probably getting into the realm of about two months since I touched an electric guitar. Um, oh, shit's so. shit's bad. <laughs> Not much. What I did this week was uh, I saw somebody selling a hard case for a guitar on the internet and bought a hard case because I'm I I have far more guitars than I have cases. Yeah. and a case came up for 20 quid and I'm like I don't care about the quality of it like it'll be for storage reasons and it just means that if I bump into the guitar when I'm trying to get into bed I will yeah. damage it <laughs> yeah you're likely to damage your foot with the 20 quid case more than you are yeah. the guitar <laughs> yeah See, but yeah like literally unfortunately fuck all in terms of actually playing the guitar hey but a case is a case yep yeah. I mean I-, I bought a 20 quid case from um, I think it was guitar, guitar. When I bought, I'd bought, I bought a guitar, and I said, "Like, have you got any cases?" And they says, "We've got this really like old, beaten up twenty quid one." And it was a hard case. I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll go for that." They bought it, out and it was like twice as heavy as the guitar. <laughs> I reckon um, if you take it apart, it was probably made out of solid oak. It's, <laughs> it, 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 it was just, it had that vibe to it. Yeah. Uh, and it didn't really fit the guitar all that well. It it like rattle about a bit while it was in there. But fuck, like twenty quid for a case. <laughs> yeah, well, this is a sp- specifically for uh, tellies and strats, and I don't have a case for my strat. So, well, there you well, go. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, strat- strats take a beating though, don't they? Like strats, you can you can leave it. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I've, surprisingly, I've got my Gibson in hard case. <laughs> Funny that that was priority number one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got I've got both of my Gibsons in hard case. I mean, they they come with hard cases, which is, I mean, like that's that's an insurance policy more than anything, that is, isn't it? Yeah, and just so they can ship ship them to the place where you're going to buy them from. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. All all of the kind of the the Fender style ones, the ones with bolt bolt on necks, are all out of the cases and are just kind of. Out and about, yeah. Because I, I use them as well. Like the the ones that are bolt on, I tend to use more than the the set neck boys. Well, that's because the set necks probably have humbuckers in, and you hate humbuckers, don't you? I mean, hate is a very strong word, but despise is 
<laughs> no, no, like I, I, th- I think I, I probably should. I was listening back to um, like to a bit of classic budget pedal chap content this week because Time Hop had brought up. Um, there was there was a, a thing lick of the week that Mister Andy Guitar Geek had done, and it like cropped up on my Time Hop like like four years ago or whatever the fuck. It was like yeah, you yeah. did this, and I was playing. Playing like the the flying V with the buckers in, and it sounded fucking amazing. So I started like scrolling back through my some of the, my old stuff, uh, and I played buckers a bit a bit more back then. I'm like, shit, man, that tone is good. It's some good tone. What they, I mean, there's there's no bad as long as you get the right pickups. There's no bad pickups. Doesn't matter whether it's single coil, P90, humbucker. They've all got good tone. Yeah, yeah. I just always veer towards a humbucker, and you seem to always veer towards a strat neck pickup yeah and that's that, i mean that i'm makes not saying it, it's wrong it's just that's just who who we kind of are isn't it that's a it's your personality in guitar yeah equipment. that's it yeah yeah and i've yeah i've become a lot more kind of floaty as the as the years gone by back like and this was only like three or four years ago i was i was playing a lot more of a like rock style like really kind of screaming lead tones and stuff and i'm back in the game off and i'm Doing the chords and shit, you know. Yeah, it's it's that kind of settling down into into life. I'm, I'm not trying to prove anything no more. I'm not trying to show off all of the notes that I can play all at once. Yeah, not yet anyway. We, I mean, I'm pretty sure the the rule is the older you get, the less the less right your gain knob goes on all of your pedals and amps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Do, it's like I, the opposite. The opposite of politics. It moves left as time goes on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if I it, look, if I ever start spacing white ring, uh, white white ring, right wing <laughs> politics, just please take me out the back and shoot me. I've I've had I've had the best of my days. I can't. Yeah, you can't be doing that. Can't be doing it. I don't think I ever will. To be honest, though. So, because you know, I don't hate poor people. But, <laughs> <laughs> hey ho right so uh i've done some videos as i kind of alluded to earlier this week um I re- i've actually released one i did a midweek boutique boom that mm. is that is a workshopping of a of a title that is it's kind of unofficially midweek boutique because they are they all fall into the no talk or tone um like umbrella so this week it was the jsa dumblemore which was very, very kindly lent to me by the wonderful and amazing Mr. Ben Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups. Check him out. Ben Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups. Um, he, he also lent me the SY200, which is it's, it's in a cupboard over there. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't plugged it in. I'm scared of it. He lent me this thing, so I threw it in the cupboard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's It scares me. It haunts me at night. Indeed. <laughs> Let's <laughs> move with crazy beepy boopy arpeggios. I assume that's that's if it goes anywhere, that'll be on the uh, on the Peabody channel because there's no way that's a budget pedal. No, not at all. <laughs> yeah, the, it'd have to be some kind of special feature, wouldn't it? Oh, uh, yeah, I'll probably have to put it on the Peabody. Uh, the Peabody stuff, I'm really busy with. Oh, I've got such a backlog. It's, uh, it's these are first world problems, aren't they? I've got so many pedals that I need to do demos <laughs> on. Oh, woe is me! 
got a, a, a question for you. Do you own a MIDI controller keyboard? Like, you know, a little one that you... Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. It's it's sat So I month, think but... what you should do, bearing in mind that Lee and Josh aren't here to discourage me... <laughs> is, <laughs> I like this thought you, process. You should use that keyboard to make some sound through the SY200 and prove to them that it's a keyboard pedal and not a guitar pedal. That would be that would be the greatest troll ever, wouldn't it? Like posting up a video on pedal boards of doom is the SY two hundred and me just playing it through a keyboard really badly. Yeah, no, yeah just doing like eighties synth pop riffs. <laughs> That's it. But that would require me learning eighties synth pop riffs. Which oh come on, they're all fucking four notes. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Yeah, and and then I could double up with like Ed Sheeran hooks as well. Cause <laughs> Is it pretty much that, aren't they? Yep. So, sorry to any Ed Sheeran fans. I'm sure we've got loads of those listening to our podcast. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think the demographic doesn't quite cross over all that much, does it? But who knows? I if don't you... hate his music. I also just don't particularly like his music. His music is just there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's one of those things, isn't it? It's like. I don't know. It's like air. You, you, you're not yeah. like no one's. No one's really a fan of going. Oh, I love this, love this air. But you're like, mm, it's happening. You're not it's offended horrendous. by the fact that it's there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unless it's like fart covered air. <laughs> Does fart do farts cover air? Is yeah, that how look, it works? I don't know. I don't, it, like, <laughs> what does the fart do to the air? It's like, it's not it a lot. Yeah, contam- yeah, fart contaminated air. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's go with that. Oh, yeah. The, the metaphors are, are wild this week. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like Ed Sheeran stuff, uh, much like yourself, I, I'm very apathetic to it. It could like, it could stop existing tomorrow, and I think it's probably take me a good couple of months before I even realised it weren't there. Yeah. I wouldn't miss it. Uh, there's that one, one tune that I kind of... Kind of enjoy, um, but I, I can't tell you what it is. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's one of his early ones that I didn't didn't mind too much, but again, I don't even know what album it was on, let alone what it was called. It's gonna be some mathematical symbol, isn't it? They all are. Yeah, but I don't know which one came first. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm waiting second. for like it might, it'll be on one of the first two, probably. Yeah, add uh, and. Minus subtracts. It's one of them, isn't it? Maybe they're all synonyms. I, I, yeah, and I, I mean, I'm waiting for like when he's doing like two i to the power of e. Yeah, I'm, I'm like... waiting for indices. Yeah, like or square root. <laughs> or would that be like the greatest hits? Is square root? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's great marketing. If you if you are listening, Ed, have that. Have that for free. Well, I, I I think I think he's done equals at this point, which means the next one will probably be either more than or less than. Yeah, yeah, and then we're gonna you go. Think? Yeah, greater than or equal to, and then brackets, <laughs> and then. <laughs> it's when you start getting into those like weird Greek letter like symbol like theta, theta. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's when you know he's uh, he's in the in the latter yeah. years when of his he, career. When he's doing. Ipsilon, when he's got grey hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, man. Yeah, so that's that's been my week, pretty much. 
Uh, we've got hot take stuff this week, but we've got a special. Special. There was a chap um, by the name of Ross who felt so strongly about our hot take this week that he decided to leave me a voice message on my Instagram. So we're going to have a listen to that if I can find my phone. But I've been on this journey for about three years now, messing about with classic vibes. I've got about four of them. Um, I use a Simon Neal classic vibe for some biffy songs that we play live because there's only three of them and they're in drop C. So for that, it, it is perfect. And it doesn't matter if I beat it up and like smash it around a bit. But I've always used them, just I've never left them alone. I'm always tinkering with them and working out what pickups I like, like trying Oil City, Fletcher pickups, Allegri pickups. Like They're a great platform for that. You pick one up for a couple hundred quid. You know it's going to have a pretty solid neck on it. You might just have a couple of sharp frets you've got to sort out. And, you know, if you know you like a modern C, nine and a half inch radius, then you can... Uh, you can just do what you like with it. I have subsequently gone to John Shuka in the Peak District, who's one of the only guys in the UK authorized or licensed to put Evertunes on guitars. Um, he bought me a, he built me a Telecaster years ago with an Evertune on it, um, and he's now building me my version of a custom shop because I'm not paying five grand for something that's still a little bit off of a factory line in America when I can spec every single material identical. I can have a custom colour, which is 7-Up Green. Um, I can choose the wood myself, a roasted maple neck with maple fretboard. I can put the pickups in it I want that I've worked out for my classic vibe. And the whole thing's costing me 1,500 quid, I think. That's all go-to hardware. It's going to be easily custom shop spec for a third of the price. So... I haven't really sided with either of your arguments. I think there's a market for parts casters, luthier builds, and just modding classic vibes. It's all a, it's all fun. It's all a journey that I think every player should mess around with occasionally. Keep up the good work. Really love the podcast. Uh, I think I'm going to become a patron and see what rant you're going to go on for 25 minutes this week. Cheers, guys. There we go. So I apologise for the length. It's something I've never said to a lady. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so quite a lot to digest there. But um, I think some of the some of the points we'd uh, we touched upon um, in the podcast as well, like the um, using a a pretty decent budget um, guitar as a modding platform is a great idea. Yeah. Uh, um, those Simon Neal uh, strats as well. I I'm very jealous because I remember those like being out and they're pretty legit. <laughs> I do. I like Simon Neal. I like Biffy. I quite like Biffy. I didn't. Unfortunately, I didn't particularly like Biffy when I saw Biffy, and then I learned that I actually quite like Biffy by watching them. Uh, they were at a festival that I was at in like 2011. Yeah. Kind of got into them after the festival, which is a little bit disappointing because I'm sure I'd have been a lot more hyped had I been into Biffy before I saw them. Yeah, yeah. I I, uh, I caught Biffy at um, download the one year, and it was not the right crowd for him at all. There were so many people like who were just being shit to Biffy because it was like a download crowd. Like massive metalhead kind of crowd. Yeah, I mean this this was Sonosphere, so this is more metal than download fans. Yeah. And Biffy are headlining the second night, and I'm like, mm, it's not really the white right crowd for it. And like like I say, I really enjoyed them, 
but there was a lot of people going like this is pop music what the fuck's it doing at a metal festival a touring metal festival which I kind of get yeah I mean to say Biffy's his pop music is really reductive because they are oh it is it's I mean I like that it's definitely not it's 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 definitely modern rock it's just it's not quite Slipknot and Metallica which were the other two headliners it's it's not quite far that way towards metal yeah oh it reminded me I got in a <laughs> an argument uh, in a Facebook group that I really shouldn't have been arguing in <laughs> um, about the Beatles um, earlier this week, and it was basically it was it was a like a shitty metalhead who was basically saying like the the Beatles sucked. I was like, oh yeah, gr- good for you. Like really, <laughs> like really original opinion there. It makes you so edgy. Um, <laughs> And like I'd, I'd come up with reasons why I thought, like it's again a really reductive statement, and like the history of music really wouldn't have been the same without the Beatles. Like regardless of whether you're a fan or not, yeah, you've got it. You yeah. have to appreciate. Like I, when I was younger, I didn't particularly. I I knew about four Beatles songs, and they all suck ass. It's like fucking the ones that everybody knows. Hey Jude, Yellow Submarine. They're, they're fucking you. They're sh- awful, awful songs. Yeah. But they have some really good stuff that you find later on. But even back then, I knew the fact that without the Beatles, we wouldn't have half the recording techniques that we've got now, and you also wouldn't have half the people playing guitar that you've got now because they were so influential. So yeah. you can never argue that they're they're shit or that they're they're pointless, and music would be fine if they didn't exist because that's just objectively false. Yeah, uh, yeah, and it's that, isn't it? It's that. Like as much as much as you as you might not vibe with their music, and that's fine. Like a lot of their early stuff is very very dated because it's that kind of rock and roll, isn't it? Yeah, then? clean cut kind of rock and roll <laughs> look. Although back then it would have been as extreme as watching <laughs> Metallica or whatever. Yeah, but like by today's standard, it's it's really kind of clean and jangly pop. And then they got into drugs, and then. Like their music got crazy, but that that whole process, that whole like transformation from these clean cut rock and roll uh, like pop guys to like full on stoner hippies, that that kind of shaped music, didn't it? Really, it shaped yeah. the 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 way for pop music. Um, shit, we were talking about the hot take, weren't we? <laughs> we were. Fuck it. Be- we were talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. Biff- Biffy Claro or some... The Beatles, for me, the Beatles fucking rule just yeah. because of... Just... Like like even the early jangly pop stuff, it wasn't just, here's some diatonic chords. The, well, the, th- the, the, the best thing for me, is like even early on, the 12-bar blues-influenced stuff was never 12-bar. Like there was always either like you know, a, a chord that wasn't supposed to be there in 12 bar or whatever. They were always trying to push the boundaries right from the very start. So yeah. Yeah. yeah like I, I've learned to appreciate them the older, the older that I've got. Yeah. And the harmonies as well. Fuck me. The harmonies weren't yeah. just you stack thirds going along. They were. No, better. no. They, yeah. Just no, really, like, really good. Yeah. For, like for me, if you, if you say the beat will suck, you're not looking hard enough. <laughs> is, yeah. is basically... Or you, 
or your opinion doesn't matter to me because you clearly <laughs> can't hear. <laughs> yeah, like your, your ears, your ears ain't no good. But like, I I can understand why some people don't like the Beatles. But it it was one. It was very much like dumbass fucking metalhead was being <laughs> dumbass fucking metalhead and going, "Oh, the Beatles." <laughs> Uh, and I I indulged that for much longer than I should have. <laughs> so, yeah, I had a bit of fun this this week, but that's got nothing to do with the channel. And I didn't do it as part. <laughs> I, I didn't do it in the budget pedal chat. Uh, um, yeah, like on on my page or anything like that. I I did it as myself. So, so it's it's out there in the ether. It's gone forever now. It was it was a fun afternoon. Uh, but yeah, so. Back to the hot take. There's so so like so many uh, stipulations to that hot take, which go yes, but but the the um, the actual phrasing of the um, of the hot take was genius on Josh's behalf because it was part casters are great budget custom guitars, and sixty six percent of the people agreed with that because actually, look. It's not saying they are the only option, and that you can you can get some like luthier built, brilliant custom guitars that are like a fraction of the Fender Custom Shop and a hundred percent more custom. Um, but they do they are good budget custom guitars. Sixty six, yeah, sixty six percent of people agreed with that, so it is official. And a th- massive thanks to Ross for um, taking the time out and sending in sending in the uh, the voice memo note thing, and I will I'll tidy it up in the edit to make it more of a seamless <laughs> transition. <laughs> so, but by this point, you you listeners, you're you're not gonna know any. What of you've that. done there is you've had a conversation with me that the listeners won't understand. <laughs> Indeed, right. Uh, so this this week's hot take is. Is a little hark back to <laughs> an, an off, like off the cuff joke that we made. So this week's hot, <laughs> hot take is hot cake? Question mark. So hot give, cake. Yeah, yeah. Give us yes. a bit of a, yes. Give us a bit of background on this. What is a hot cake, Matt? Uh, so Crowther Audio Hot Cake. I think they're a New Zealand based company, if I remember rightly. You're oh, nodding your head, so I'm going to go with yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I I don't know exactly, but basically, I assume the guy who has invented it was the one that basically somebody had an AC thirty and it doesn't didn't play well with drive pedals that they had, yeah. and they wanted to create the best drive pedal for the AC thirty, and that's how the hot cake kind of came to be. And oh, there's there's been different iterations, and there's still like I think you can still buy two different versions. I think it's a is it a blueberry mod or a blackberry mod or yeah the blueberry uh, is is yeah. the one with the internal dip switches yeah but I mean the 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 standard one basically it, it's a drive pedal that you can put in front of an AC thirty and it will always sound good it doesn't matter whether you're low gain medium gain high gain yeah like it it plays with the AC sound it, it's just it's specifically designed for that and it works with other amps as well and like <laughs> Steve. False. Um, that we've, well, Steve, that we've <laughs> yeah. um, we've spoken about on the podcast before yeah. that I've been down and played a few. So he always has one on his board, and he tends to use it in front of other pedals. So he'll use it to drive another drive pedal. Um, yeah, which is an interesting way. I mean, I I tend to have it as kind of like 
this is my main sound and I would color it with a tube screamer into the front end of it. But Steve would use it the other way where he uses that to color other other drive sounds, which, um, I mean, it definitely sounds great on his equipment, which, yeah, is all well and good. But kind of, for me, it's it's that if you've got a Vox AC, it is the, the drive pedal to have because you can get high gain sounds the only other high-ish gain pedal I've ever got to work really well with the Vox AC was the Brexit means Brexit, um, yes. which I managed to kind of get get going all right with the Vox. But the Vox is very very particular about what you do in front of it. Yeah, it's um, got it's got a certain mid-range characteristic which is unlike a lot of other amps, isn't it? Yeah, and it just it yeah it. it what it, I'm not hundred percent sure, and like I'm, uh, you're probably right. It will be the the like the tonal shaping of the amp itself. But a lot of pedals. I mean, I I've had. I remember buying the Marvel Drive V3, which oh, yeah, everybody yeah. was raving over as like the best Marshall in a box sound. Yeah, and it sounded like my Tone City Golden Plexi in front of the Vox, and <laughs> they both just made it sound a bit like a shit Marshall. It didn't matter what you did with the tone controls or the yeah. rest of it. It's just if you had the gain above zero, it just sounded a bit wank. And it's like, this 200 pound pedal's useless to me. <laughs> so, yeah, like the, the hot cake is, it, it, it's a drive pedal I'll never sell. Like, most mostly at the moment, I'm using like British handmade pedals from either Joe at Hello Sailor or. Adam at Chevtone or Stu at Tate Effects. Yeah. But I think, bearing in mind that I've got the Vox back now, and that I still haven't actually plugged in yet to check that it's working. <laughs> We've talked about this for a month at this point, but I need to do that because I'm like 10 days away from my next gig. So that has to happen soon. Um, and I'm almost certain that even if the Preacher does sound good through it, I'll probably end up with the with the hot cake back on the board because it is just the best. Yeah, what would, you, what would you not go for the thing that's designed specifically to work with ACs? Yeah, and I I, I personally quite like it. I, I, I used it as my main drive in front of everything else that I had for a, for a little while as well. So I used, uh, used it in front of the Hayden when I was using that. I used it in front of the Origin 20 when I was using that. Um, I'd probably taken it off the board by the time I was using the SV Studio Vintage, but um, I'm sure it would sound good for I mean, to, to me, I, I like the sound of it, even if it's not going into a Vox, but going into a Vox, is it's, it's, that's what it's designed for, and it sounds incredible. Yeah. So that's, that's the, um, the use of it that I didn't get a chance to, <laughs> to use. Because I, I bought a, uh, a Crayther Hot K. I, so it was about a year or so into doing the budget pedal chap thing, and I thought, I, I'm champion... Like I'm, I'm a real champion for the, the cheap Chinese stuff, but I haven't got a, like I haven't had a great deal of experience with more expensive drive pedals. So I bought um, a crate of the hot cake because I'd, I'd heard that you'd spoken about it quite, uh, quite fondly, and I bought a J Rocket Archer. Like just on on the used market, they were going for a pretty, pretty decent price. So I bought those two, thinking like these are. Uh, pedals that people like genuinely uh, rave about almost unanimously they're almost considered like this is a, a good clon 
and like the uh, the hot cake is considered to be a good driver. And I thought, if I'm going to start with like the the boutique um, pedal collection, that's a good place to start. Now, within about six months, I'd sold both of those pedals. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I tried the Archer. I tried it; sounded fine, but I was like, "This is this pedal is worth about three or four of the." the cheaper ones, and I'm not getting any better a tone out of this than I would be out of those cheaper ones. Like it's a it's a more versatile tone, don't get me wrong. I could get more like more different tones out of it, but at the end of the day, I'll set a tone that I like, I'll stamp on it and I'll get that tone. So I thought it, I'm I'm wasting wasting my money here having this. And I'm not really the biggest clon fan as is. So I was like, okay, I'll get rid of that. And the hot cake through whatever amp I was putting it through, generally like martial sounding kind of clean tones um, is what I was running at the time. Like the Black Star stuff, which is generally quite quite martial sounding. Yeah. Whatever I did with it, it was always too dark. It, See, that's weird because, it, I mean, is it? I can't, like, it's probably six months as I've used it. Is the tone control called Presence on... The hot cake. I'm pretty sure it is. I'm pretty sure they don't call it tone. They call yeah. it present. I tend to run that slightly darker than Unity. Okay. So, uh, yeah, like it, it shocks me that you're saying because, I mean, I guess I was running it into the top boost channel of a Vox, so it's a fairly bright channel. But like, yeah, I was taming the channel with the with the the hot cake. So I'm surprised you weren't getting enough top no. end, or you were finding it a bit dark. Yeah. So it's. Like I'm, I'm having to search my mind back quite a while now. But it's probably like four or five years since you've had one. Yes. So I remember it being like you could like the presence control. You could turn up and you could get some clarity out of it. But you were still getting this weird mid-range thing that weren't quite like defining the notes, and it was always there. And I think that's where the Vox would bump that specific mid-range characteristic. Yeah. Quite possibly. It's also odd though because there's there's clean signal within the the output of the hotcake because yeah. that's one of the things that they said that they do to to make it work with the Vox is that there's enough of your clean signal in there that you kind of you get a bit more clarity. Yeah, I, d- I don't know. Look, it it was a while ago. I, I tried it. I really tried to love it because it it was this thing that everyone was going, yeah, yeah this is cool, um, and I found it just didn't work with. Uh, with they, the pedals they, to be fair i see them a lot less than i used to like they they were all over the place for a while and now unless steve posts a board i don't see them at all like i've, I've still got obviously i've got one that will go back on the board when i'm using the box but um, yeah yeah it might be um, worth me like finding finding one on the used market and giving it another go seeing what happens yeah, I mean, you might you might have a different experience, or maybe even try and find one with the with the mod to see if that. Yeah, so the kind of... the one that I had did have the the Bluesberry mod, and I I didn't mess about with that. So it might have been that the Bluesberry mod was engaged, and, oh, <laughs> and that uh, might have been no. your problem. Yeah, yeah, because like I'd opened it up and it had the two dip switches, but I wasn't very confident with what I was doing at the back there. <laughs> yeah, so I was just like, I'm just going to leave those two alone because they look fine where they are. But yeah, I think well, one's a buffer yeah. maybe, and the others uh, the Bluesbury mod. 
but I don't I don't know. It it was yeah. it was a long time ago. But it like the hot take is very vague, so we can interpret it however we want. Hot cake. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, my my final thing I, I will say um, is I haven't seen a clone of a hotcake. I don't think there's a clone of a hotcake out there. Take that as you will. I mean, it's not a clone of anything else as well, which is definitely a positive if you ask me, but that's just me. Like it, I don't even know whether it's based on anything. I don't. I mean, I don't know the circuit like at all. I don't know what the circuit is, but. I don't. It doesn't sound like it's based on anything. I've not no. heard that it's based on anything, and I don't think that anything is based on the hot cake. So, like, take that as you will. Like, there've been pedals that are voiced to make a Fender amp sound like a Vox, but there's nothing that's voiced to play well with a Vox like a like the hot cake is. Yeah, absolutely. Like when it comes to unique circuits, you don't find many of them to the pen these days. No, um, and the the hot cake definitely is one. It's one of these that I haven't even seen it on the like the DIY pedal community as well. Yeah. So, there's not many even there. So although saying that I think I've got I think I've got a PCB of a hot cake like half populated <laughs> <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> I think, so there is one there's there's a thing out there somewhere then. Yeah, but it was I think it was like an eBay jobby where like there's the one guy doing replicas of the the hot cake circuit and it's not with the mod as well so I don't know. And it it could send nothing like it. So you know, but like that it, it's down to you. It's down to you now listeners. If you haven't heard what the hot cake sounds like, go to YouTube and check it out cuz it's an interesting uh, an interesting pedal and like I say it's quite divisive because it works really really well in a very specific like very specific way and I think like now that you've mentioned how Steve uses it as like a a drive additive to another yeah. pedal I think it could really work like that for me <laughs> yeah I mean that, that's the thing that Steve always swore by like when I was trying it his and he was like I'm surprised if you've got a box that you've not tried one of these before and I kind of mentioned that I hadn't and then he lent one to me and I then said how many have you got and he's like I've got about five and I was like can I buy this one off you so I don't have to post it back <laughs> and that's how I ended up with the <laughs> with the hot cake I think I was running a soul food as kind of my main drive at, the, at that time and just wasn't quite getting the sound that I wanted and then obviously the hot cake was very different and was giving me the sound I wanted yeah it did the thing it did the it, thing it did the thing yeah oh man yeah so hot cake yay or nay do you want your cakes hot or cold 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 <laughs> that is probably going to be the way that we'll word it this week <laughs> I don't know right so we've got some news we've got some news this week um, first first bit of news is going to be about Tosin Abassi's Ernie Ball um, I don't even know what it's called. Do you ha- do you happen to have the name of it there at all? Or is, um, it, is it just called the the Kaizen? K A I Z E N. Okay. It's yeah. The Music Man collaborate. Sorry, Toast the Bassy and Ernie Ball Music Man collaborate on Kaizen seven string guitar. So I'm going to say it's called the Kaizen. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'd agree with that. Uh, I so. Think. I posted it up on my Instagram and I I basically asked, like, aesthetically, is this doing it for you? 
Um, but we'll, we'll go into a little bit more detail about it as well. But first of you, all... give you a clue, no. <laughs> yeah. So, um, a friend of mine uh, who happens to be a... Uh, Bit of a bit of a well-to-do touring musician these days. Um, he's a pretty big fan of uh, Ibanez guitars, and he made a, made a comparison about like the top top half of the body looking incredibly like the Ibanez Zyphos, which is I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, so it's <laughs> there's a reason you don't know what it is. <laughs> it, it was produced for about three years. <laughs> In the mid two thousands, it was a bit like a, uh, the Jackson. What they call it, the Warrior, is it the one that's like a weird X shape? Yeah. Um, okay, was, I see. Yeah. I see what he means now. I've just yeah, it googled a, it. Yeah, I did spell it with a Z, and it starts with an X. Actually, so if you're it looking does, for the Xyphos, it's X. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, they came with a weird like chameleon paint job as well, like an orange to green paint job. Well, like, I, I'll have you know that. You say that they only release them for X amount of time. You can buy them again now in black. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. Wow. Go, Ibanez. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, they like the initial run was for about two or three years, and they just, no one cares. Uh, <laughs> I'm not like The uh, The Ibanez V-Blade as well. Like They did this weird flying V that was a little bit more metal-orientated. Um, called the V-Blade and I really wanted one of them <laughs> and they stopped making them after about two it years it looks like a Jackson V it, yeah it does it does a little bit it's got the Ibanez <laughs> headstock and it's yeah it's got the little, weird little points at the bottom of the yeah just uh, to make it look really weird yeah points <laughs> at the bottom of the points isn't it <laughs> Like almost it's, kind it's of, it's like it's 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 they they're, they're almost like barbs. Like if you stab somebody with the bottom point, it's to make sure that it does more damage when you pull it back out of the person you're trying to murder. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like a it, shiv. It, it's like if a flying V was also a trident. <laughs> yeah, it's got that kind of vibe, hasn't it? Like maximum damage. Yeah. Um, what were we talking about again? We were talking about Tosinabasi. Tosinabasi and uh, his. Yeah, so weird, weird guitar. Yeah, so it's got it's got some modern accoutrements, hasn't it? It's got like fan frets. It's got slanty frets. Yeah, um, I assume they look like those. Are they fishman pickets by any chance? Because they look weird. Yeah, the fluence ones. So look, this is a bit of a weird one because Tosin Abassi over the past five years has gone from having an Ibanez signature, having his own company, and now to Ernie Ball. He seems to be losing strings as well, because wasn't his Ibanez a nine string? It fucking, it was, wasn't it? <laughs> so it he's was. losing strings and changing companies. So cha- I assume his own his own company made an eight string, and he's just losing a string every time. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe in like it's a cost seven, seven <laughs> eighth year, it'll be it'll, it'll be onto like regular guitars. Maybe he'll be making a bass by twenty twenty five. I mean, go for it. But he did, like, he's one of these players who plays a bit like that, isn't he? It's not your standard "quote unquote" boomer bends, yeah. As Tim Henson said, like he's doing a lot of this kind of percussive slap and like really, it's it's difficult to. 
I'm I'm going to take your word for it because bearing in mind I've known who he is since that nine string Ibanez signature came out and the Katanas went nuts for it. I still don't think I've ever seen him play even on YouTube. I mean, I don't I don't think fair. I've heard of any of his music either. I'm I'm it gonna just... I'm gonna put it out there right now and I'm gonna say there's no joy for you to be had there. So <laughs> you're in the safe spot. Yeah. Yeah, it it's it's confusing. I I I have listened to a few things, and I'm I'm trying to because people tell me that this guy's like a super virtuosic guitarist, and he's like like music theory nerd to the max kind of lark. I'm listening to it, and it just sounds a bit sporadic and a bit disjointed. So I I find it really hard to like latch onto anything that I want to hear out of it. But you know what? It's not for me. It's not for me. That sounds exactly like, do you remember about two years ago when you told me to watch a video about the stages of jazz? And yes. after about stage three, it's no longer listenable, but it like it's apparently still jazz. Well, it sounds like he plays stage six of that video. No, it, no. <laughs> it, I mean, the, there's some of that, but it's... It's a lot of like random interval. There's like arpeggios and random intervals and then tapping. It's like all these kind of techniques. Like just think of YouTube guitarists, that kind of I don't want to use the word pretentious wanky nonsense. But I think it's out there now. So (laughs) I've got to commit to it. I don't want to because it's just because it's not my thing, it doesn't mean that it is pretentious and wanky nonsense. But it, it's that's what it, my ears are picking it up as. So I do apologise. If that's the kind of music that you are into, by all means, go, knock yourself out. Go watch another Totenabasi product video of the... I assume he's probably with Jackson this week because, I mean, this this Ernie <laughs> Ball has been out for, for like a week now. So, I don't know. I mean, like, all I'll say is this... This guitar looks like somebody has given somebody a ruler and a pen and described to them the shape of a Stratocaster. They've never seen a guitar before, but they're only allowed to draw it with straight lines. And this is what the end product kind of was. Because it's all straight lines, roughly in a Strat shape. (laughs) Yeah, with an Ernie Ball head stuck as well. Yeah, with a... Pièce de Résistance, give it the worst one. Yeah, it is. And, it's the four and two, isn't it? Oh, uh, and it's it's in a, like a horrible silver color as well. It's like it all just merges into one. There's no like def- definition between neck yeah. and body, and and yeah, I think we are safely within the no thank you camp. Um, but it's it's gonna float someone's boat real hard, isn't it? Like this this is the kind of guitar that the majority of people will be like, nah, I'm all right. But then someone will be, yes, this is the exact thing that I'm after. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. More power to you. Go for it. You do, you do you. Right. So we've talked about Tosa Debassi. Now let's talk about something completely different. Harley Benton. They've done a jazz master. They've done a jazz master that fixes the problems of jazz masters. Sorry, John. (laughs) (laughs) um so the the things that i perceive as um problems of a jazz master is the pickups are not that i mean they're 
they they're a sound, aren't they? But they they're really bright and really brittle, and yeah, they're good for certain things, but not for what I want. So they fixed that. They've put P nineties in it. They're much better. They've also <laughs> like the the thing that even jazz master players complain about is the bridge system. Is that you need the mastery bridge for it, or you need a, a Mustang bridge. Mustang bridge for it to make or it just get roller saddles or yeah yeah yeah. Look, there's there's plenty of um, fixes for it, but it does require fixing because the, the jazz master bridge itself. It's just not made well. No, I, I I don't understand why they insist on still putting like Fender know that they can solve it because they sell the mastery bridge. Yeah. So why don't they just put that on the guitars? They know people. Well, the the answer is obviously because they know people will buy the guitar and the mastery bridge, <laughs> and they get another hundred and ninety quid or whatever they are. Yeah. It's funny that, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but it just angers me. Yeah. So. Like you, you put a comment out this week, Matt, uh, which which John had had uh, vehemently opposed, which is that the Jazzmaster trim just doesn't work, and like the word the wording that John had put on this comment uh, basically said it works if you change the bridge, which <laughs> yeah, which is the point that we're making. <laughs> but the, I think the the actual kind of the meaning behind the. Um, behind the comment was that once you change that bridge, it goes from being one of the worst bridges to actually being like a really super stable and super comfortable tremolo system. Yeah, it was definitely the intent was the tremolo system is great as long as you have the right bridge on there. And I think he was thinking about the whole the thing as a whole. And obviously, the, these Harley Benton ones have got their fixed bridges. They've got the uh, what's it called now? Yeah, the stop head. our tunematic. Combo. Yeah, tunematic. Yeah, yeah. And like he's right, the Jazzmaster Trem system is probably one of the better Trem systems, providing you don't have a Jazzmaster bridge. Yeah. Like there's there's no no comparison between that and the, the vintage star synchronized Trem system. Because <laughs> they you do not use those. You just do not use them. <laughs> and I don't I don't understand why Fender insist on putting those on strats. Yeah. If you're going to put a tremolo system on it, and you insist that you want a tremolo system on a strat, go for a Floyd Rose. They work. They're fine. And yeah, but no, nobody's going to buy them then because the people that buy strats don't want to spend four weeks changing their strings. Yeah, and if you're like the rest of us and you don't use your tremolo system, just put a hardtail on it. It's fine. Yeah, please, please... Don't just have one guy's fucking signature model as the only hardtail strat you sell. Your fender, for fuck's sake, sort your lives out. Yeah, but back onto the Harley Benton. <laughs> um, it it harks back to the modern player Jazzmaster from about 2010, I think, which was like a flat color. It was like a stained mahogany finish. Um. Jazzmaster with two P90s and a stop tail bridge. And I was very tempted to buy one because they like it looked the absolute tits. And it like it fixed all of the problems that I had with Jazzmasters. Harley Benton are now releasing this exact thing in some cool pastel colours with a pit guard. So it's a little bit fancier. And they're doing it for like 130 quid. Yeah, I mean like I'm not sure why you've 
just found this now because I've been looking at these for about three months trying to stop myself from buying one. And the only reason I haven't bought one already is because I want a white one, but they only do the white one with the Jazzmaster style trim system. Oh, no. It, I think like it, it cropped up because they were releasing new colours of it. Why? Okay. So the, it, the those specific log pastel shell pink kind of colours. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Have you got the have you got the website open? We can go through the colour combinations that are available now. Uh, do you remember what the oh, number no. is? <laughs> no, I don't know. It'll be it'll be like it's right. Let yeah. me let me guess. So Harley Benton, J M or J A A A. It'll either be J A or it probably won't be J A because Fender used J A for the Jim Adkins, don't they? So it'll be J. JM, I write JM ninety. I'm going to go. That sounds right. That sounds correct. J M. No, it's JA by the looks of it. JA sixty. Okay, cool. So we've got seafoam green, Lake Placid blue, Inca silver, Dakota red, and a baritone one in black. Nice. So are they are they coming with white guards or are they? Um... Uh, they all come with white. Oh, have they released a white one? I think they might have done. I think I might be buying another guitar um, to the product. Live on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're not in stock yet, but they've released an Olympic white one with a hard with a stop bar. My mate. <laughs> I mean, if they did that, um, the Seafoam one with a torque guard, uh, things might yeah, get so, messy. So the Olympic white one's got a. Is that taut? Yeah, the Olympic white one's got a taut guard. We've oh. got... Uh, there's more colours than they initially said. So Dakota red with a white guard. Seafoam green with a white guard. Lake plastic blue with a white guard. Shell pink with a white guard. It was the shell pink one that I saw. And they've got like slightly off-white pickups as well. Yeah, and then there's the vintage sunburst. So I'm guessing that's two-tone sunburst, although I can't really tell because the it's a tiny little thumbnail that I'm looking at. Yeah. Um, which has a torque guard on it. They've now got a black one with some active pickups, which is the same price. Which is really yes. Weird. Yeah. They, they so the yeah they've done and an Inca silver one. Yeah, they've released the um, an active version as well as a an active flying V as well this week. That was that was another one of the news news stories. But I think in fact that was about two weeks ago. So. All, all gravy. The, yeah, so Harley Benton absolutely knocking it out of the park again and giving us some options, basically. Giving us some options that maybe some of us who who might consider a Fender have been asking for. Some of these have got Alnico filed JM single coils in, so some of them have got P90s and some of them have got Jazzmaster single coils in. That's oh, interesting. Man. This is, it's a... It's like a minefield now, this isn't it? Yeah, I, 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 they're all called the JM six, sorry, JA sixty CC something, and then depending on the color, they've got different pickups. That's annoying. Ugh. The white one, the white one hasn't got P nineties. Right, we'll we'll do our last little bit of uh, last little bit of news and round us off for the week. Um, so. Toya Wilcox and Robert Fripp for quite a while. I think probably since lockdown have been doing these yeah. like weird Sunday lunch um videos basically where they play 
like a variety of pop songs or like pop rock some sometimes even metal i think they did um enter sandman at one point with a like weird little <laughs> tiny practice amp and not really a lot again <laughs> but you know what he soldiered through anyway uh, so we we never made comment on this because why not like why would we but I think it's time that we kind of weigh in on the, the Toya Wilcox, uh, Robert Fripp. I think recently Robert Fripp made a statement about it because it, like, it's it's a well-received um, video series, but then it's really um, polarizing as well because some people really kind of rip the piss out of them for it. And like there is... There is scope for that because it's it's quite a strange concept. And Robert's gone on, on record of just going, yeah, why would I give a fuck about what those people think? <laughs> so, like, my man, my man. Um, what, what are our thoughts and opinions on this uh, crazy, crazy? I mean, for, for me, it's just a bit of good fun, isn't it? Like, he always just stares at the camera which just is mildly <laughs> off-putting, but at the same time, just what's going on here? And she's always scantily clad. Is the yeah? It, it's got look. it's got more and more scantily clad as the videos went on. Look, when it initially started, she was like she'd be wearing quite fitted clothes, but there'd be a lot covered up. Yeah, and then it's got to a point where, like you'd mentioned, there was a video that you were shown where she was basically holding her. Boobs, so you boobs. Couldn't see nipples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she, she was like making yeah. it so that she could still broadcast it on YouTube, but not by much. Um, so, yeah, it's it's become it's become its own thing, hasn't it? It has, and like I, d- I don't particularly go out of my way to watch it, but every now and again, like somebody in either of the bands will mention it, and you'll go away and watch that weeks, and you go either that was really weird or. Yeah, actually, that's quite hot. Like, quite, you know, quite enjoyable. Yeah. And, like, for a lady of her age, she has an incredible physique. I will say that. That's a very kind way of saying it, yeah. I mean, she she's well put together. Um, and, yeah, like, especially for her age. She's got so much enthusiasm and so, um, so confident. You just got, you've got to admire that, haven't you? You've got to admire it. Um, but I think the, the the crux of it is they don't give a shit and they are having so much fun. Yeah, and that's the that's the thing. Like, they're two people who are clearly having fun, like having a lot of fun doing this. Are just yeah, and the fact that they don't give a shit about whatever comments they get is is fantastic as well. And they they take the absolute piss. Like they did. I think they've done a Nicki Minaj song. <laughs> where they've dressed up as pussy cats because <laughs> pussy is in the title and just <laughs> just like all sorts of like just completely weird shit and it's just a, it's just a bit of light-hearted fun isn't it like just let people do what, like as, as long as they're not hurting anybody yeah let them do whatever they want as long as they're having fun yeah and it, it's it's like really really kind of quintessential british silly fun isn't it yes it's, it's so so like British silliness, 
And I'm all about that. I'm all and, about it. And it's it. so over the top. And like, it, like they did an ACDC song and he dressed up as a schoolboy. And then, yeah, <laughs> like, I say, like I say, she dresses up a cat every now and again. And just like, yeah, just they're just being silly with it and just enjoying themselves. Yeah. Yeah, more power to them. More power to them. And that is where we, we get the end of this podcast. We've just kind of peaked the hour. Um, yeah, I, I, I might need to like edit edit down a bit, but we'll we'll get the hour. We'll get the hour out of it definitely. But what we're going to do this week, we're going to give a shout out to our our Patreon backers for as little as two dollars a month. You can be part of this crew. And on this week's page, we're going to talk about Mister Joe Bottomassa because he's uh he's done a little little thing this week, and eh? But we're going to we're going to been in the news. He is, yeah, yeah. He's not selling another Epiphone signature. So, Nor is he selling some more flip-flops. You'll have d- to find out. I mean, <laughs> he might be selling some more flip-flops. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not checked back. He, he'll be selling the same flip-flops. What I mean is he hasn't released new flip-flops. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> you heard it here first. And if you want to hear the the, the big scoop, it's on the on the page. Um, but we've got a new we've got a new Patreon Patreon backer. We've got a new one. So woo! indeed, woo, go you. You might have heard about him a little earlier in this podcast. So we're going to start off with Mr. Andrew Bimson of The Rising of the Lights. We've got Mr. Adam Yeomans of Chef Tone Effects. We've got Mr. Doug Christ of 37 Effects with Masters of the Cinematic Universe and the Just Surprise Me podcast. We have got Mr. Hugh Erection. We've got Mr. Ben Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups. We've got Mr. Brian Gower of the Tone Jerks podcast and the Second Button podcast. And we have finally got a new Patreon backer, Mr. Ross Philpott. Indeed. Woo, woo, woo. If you want to catch me online, I am Budget Pedal Chap. You can find me at Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. YouTube is the home to the No Talk All Tone series. This week, you've got two videos. One of which is a No Talk All Tone versus between a K-Line pedal and the Joyo pedal. And... Also, the JSA Dumbledore. Dumbledore? Dumbledore. More Dumble, <laughs> not less. Uh, it's a fantastic pedal. Check it out. Check out that video. Um, and Simon has even commented in the um, on the video itself, talking about how, how and where you can get one. That's really cool. Um, Matt, where can we find you online? Yeah, um, so the, be- the best place is in the group, really, um, if you want to just at me my name is in the podcast you should just type it in and i will be there <laughs> Indeed. Um, but yeah uh, twitter and instagram at heel underscore mac twitter for now we'll see how long that lasts but <laughs> <laughs> are you, things are, you things are going the... down things are going downhill over there uh, yeah yeah very much so like <laughs> jack white has left that ship hasn't he? he's <laughs> jumped off that sinking ship yeah there's plenty of people and like it, it i mean I don't know if you've seen any of the stuff that's going on, but like, oh, it, it's it, been it wiped hilarious. the value off off some quite big American pharmaceutical companies. Like, what a shame! <laughs> what um, a yeah. fucking shame! All sorts of other things go like uh, uh, when it when when they first did that blue tick, and Tony Blair and George Bush were talking about how they missed invading Iraq. <laughs> <laughs> like verified Tony Bu- Tony Blair and George Bush accounts. Were talking to each other about how much they missed invading Iraq and what they what they'd have done differently this time around if they got to do it again, <laughs> and just like 
all of that, like and i know that they've 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 stopped the blue tick now and you have to go through a different verification but like the whole thing is just a shit show and i i'm here for it at the moment but like it seems to be getting progressively worse like the 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 amount of like just paid subscriptions like every single time i log in now the first thing i get is an american bible pushing company asking me have i found god yet it's that's in the first three things that i see every time i open the app and it's starting to get a bit frustrating yeah i mean how many times do you say i've I've checked behind the sofa you weren't there that's as much effort as i'm putting in <laughs> like yeah. how much more do they need to to hear from you with that um but anyway that will be our fret all podcast for this week um so from myself, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap, from Mr. Matt Quine, say bye, Matt. Bye, Matt. Woo, it will be a tatty bye. And good night for this one. Bye. Bye. Why did the toilet paper roll down the hill? Go on. To get to the bottom. (laughs) Yeah, okay, that definitely works.